I hated last week and I'm on the complete other opposite side of it this week because today we're talking about Clue. And I never knew this movie existed and I shudder to, to think that I could go another day without knowing this movie existed. You are about to enter the courtroom of the Honorable Judge Kenny J.D. Does she have any movie critic experience? No. Does she have any authority? No. But they gave her a show anyways. The movies are bad. The cases are good. The rulings are final. This is in defense of... Hi! (laughs) I'm very caffeinated. Oh my god. Hello! And welcome to In Defense Of, a More Butter production. I am your host and your judge, Kenny JD. And on here, we talk about movies that bombed at the box office or got really bad ratings and decide whether or not they deserve them. Ayo. So last week, we talked about uh, Battleship. Girl, (laughs) it didn't need to be a movie. We could have just watched a Rihanna video. It would have been more fulfilling because it wasn't enough Rihanna and it was too much of everything else. And a $200 million uh, price tag for a piece of shit. Oh my God. If you haven't checked that out already, you can check it out on More Butter. I'm sure that they'll have that linked somewhere. I'm sure there's a playlist so you can watch all of the in defenses of in defenses. <laughs> but today we're keeping with the theme of childhood games turning into film. I hated last week and I'm on the complete other opposite side of it this week because today we're talking about Clue. And I never knew this movie existed and I shudder to, to think that I could go another day without knowing this movie existed. I actually really, really enjoyed it. (laughs) That's a spoiler. Um, But if you are new and you want to follow along, feel free to follow us uh, here on More Butter. Follow In Defense Of, also on Spotify and other places that you listen to podcasts. We're everywhere. Like, give the five-star rating so that we can run them numbers up so that the community can grow ever larger. It's like a cult. (laughs) Sorry. I when I said that for some reason the first thing that came to mind is all the documentaries I've seen about cults where there's a prime moment in which there's like a seminar, like a day in their seminar when they have to say this is why we aren't a cult and for some reason that made me laugh to just say it's definitely one it's a cult. <laughs> okay, okay, opening statements. So Clue is a 1985 American dark comedy. As you can tell, I like those. (laughs) Um, It's also a mystery film based around, again, the board game of the same name, Clue. My background with Clue, the board game, don't have much of one. I want to play it now as an adult, actually. I might have bought, a few weeks ago, I went on a random bender of buying a bunch of board games so that when people come over, we can play like Connect Four, but like drunk. (laughs) It may be in there. If not, I'm going to purchase it. But the only thing I remember about Clue was there was a Christmas where my dad forgot to buy presents, which is unfortunately was a regular thing. Sweet guy, love him to pieces. Not great on like major holidays. (laughs) And he last minute bought me uh oh god what did he buy me he bought me something else random like a 15 dollar pair of headphones and clue <laughs> and i lost my fucking 
fucking mind. And I think that's why uh, I begrudgingly didn't want to play the game much as a child. But now I'm like, it's probably fine. It's probably fun. Especially considering it came out with like a great campy, dark comedy from it. This movie is so much fun. Oh my God. Anyway. So the film, as you'd imagine, is inspired by the nature of the board game. When you play, from what I remember, is like uh, there's someone's name and you say that they murdered so-and-so in the room with a particular weapon. So Mary murdered Butler in the kitchen with a candle holder. That's how you do it. And so what they do is they bring all these people in who have various um, connections to the upper echelon. Um, and we slowly have a very convoluted and confusing story unleash, but it was fun along the way. And that's what's important. But yes, the movie takes place in the same nature of the board game. Um, and its initial release featured various different endings with one of three possibilities sent to movie theaters at a time, which is so fun because I watched the movie at home. And if you watch it at home, they put all three of the endings there. So at first I was confused, but now it's like, oh, it was for the fun of it. Oh my God, that's so fun. But home media, of course, releases include all uh, three endings presented sequentially. It was very confusing at first. I was like, what's happening? And then I was like, oh, because Clue is based off of... Okay, I get it. Anyway, so much fun. Anyway, the film, unfortunately, initially received uh, mixed reviews, did poorly at the box office, grossing $14.6 million in the United States against the budget of $15 million but later developed a considerable cult following. And I know why, because this movie's so much fun. A lot of criticism is that the movie starts to drag towards the end. It's fun in the beginning and starts to drag. One critic of the Chicago Tribune gave it 2.5 out of four stars, writing that Clue offers a few big laughs early on, followed by a lot of characters running around on a treadmill to nowhere. Say what you really mean. This critic was Gene Siskel, I think I'm pronounced Siskel. Uh, and he particularly criticized the decision to release the film to theaters with three separate endings, calling it a quote unquote gimmick that would distract audiences from the rest of the film, concluding that Clue is a movie that needs three different middles rather than three different endings. Fuck you. You don't. What, where, where's people's whimsy? That is cool. I want more of that. We should do more of that. Why did that just break? Okay, do y'all remember this? I'm showing my age again. Early YouTube. This is going to be a very particularized group of people who will know what I'm talking about. There was a point where there was like, you could do basically click away screens. So people could do like choose your adventure videos on YouTube. It's giving fever dream right now, but I distinctly remember that. Like say there was a murder mystery YouTube video. They're like, are you going to the left or are you going to the right? And then if you go to the left, that video shows. If you go to the right, that video shows. It's like a choose your own adventure. That's so fun. You guys are not fun. Anyway, Roger Ebert in the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film a two out of four stars, uh, writing that it has a promising cast, but that the film's screenplay is so very, very thin that the actors spend most of their time looking frustrated as if they'd just been cut off right before they say something interesting. There was also um, opinions around which ending was the best, most saying that A was the best and C was the worst. Um, but despite it doing poorly in the box office, you know, the, the, the score from audiences is a lot more promising. 86% um, on the tomato meter for reviews, 
68%. Critic consensus is that a robust ensemble of game actors elevate Clue above its schematic source material. Ooh, yeah, phonics. But this farce's reliance on novelty over organic wit makes its entertainment value a roll of the dice. How pretentious. <laughs> IMDb uh, gave it a 7.2 out of 10. Metacritic, 39% for critics. And then 8.1 for uh, users, 8.1 out of 10. So obviously the audience is the tastemakers here. Obviously the audience knows what's quality. Stop asking professionals for professional advice. Anyway, what do they know about <laughs> Today's video is brought to you by Haritos Soda. Haritos comes in a glass bottle made with real sugar and has absolutely no HFCs. There's 12 all natural flavors, so you're sure to find something that you enjoy, including, but not limited to, grapefruit, strawberry, tamarind, mango, and pineapple. Those are my two favorites, but I also love a fruit punch and many more to choose from as well. If you would like to taste test every flavor for yourself, feel free to check it out in their Fiesta pack available at Walmart. Link will be down below. Big thanks again to Haritos for sponsoring today's episode. Anyway, so the plot. The time is 1954, New England. And six people are invited to a home in New England, like a mansion, after a ominous invitation is sent their way. Um, those are Colonel Mustard, <laughs> Mrs. White, Mrs. Peacock, Mr. Green, Professor Plum, and Miss Scarlet. These are not their real names. These are all pseudonyms. Um, but then a seventh guest arrives, a Mr. Body, who the butler announces is who's been blackmailing all of these people. Apparently, each of them in some way either work in government or are associated with the government and have done something untoward that warrants them getting um, blackmailed. One is suspected of killing her husband. Uh, the professor is uh, accused of having an affair with one of his clients. One runs a brothel in DC. One is a war profiteer. One is taking bribes. And one is a homosexual. It's 1954, I guess. Yeah, I guess time period wise, that makes sense. <laughs> While threatening to expose each of the guests, Mr. Body gives them each a weapon, a candlestick, a knife, a lead pipe, a revolver, a rope, and a wrench, and suggests that someone should kill the butler. Who has the key to the front door, and being that everyone will witness it go down and all be involved, the secret stays there. Mr. Body turns off the lights and just sounds go ablazing. There's a gunshot, glass screaming, people scream, bah. And there we go, we see Mr. Body apparently dead on the floor. Because the lights being off, we don't know who killed him or how. They, I don't know why the one with the gun just shot. <laughs> it's probably a bad idea, but the guests investigate Body's body. <laughs> and the butler tells them that they have approximately 45 minutes to figure out what's going on because that's how long it'll take for the police to get there. For some reason, the group ends up suspecting that the killer was the cook for some reason, but when they get there, she's already dead. <laughs> she's been stabbed and put in like the freezer or something. When they come back, however, Mr. Body's body is gone, <laughs> but they end up finding his body bleeding in the bathroom after having been struck on the head with a candlestick. The butler locks the weapons in the cupboard. He attempts to throw the key away, but a stranded motorist arrives and the butler locks him in the lounge. The guests split off into pairs, searching the mansion for clues on who killed Mr. Body and the cook, and also how to get out of there before the police arrive. And meanwhile, an unknown individual wearing gloves, so we don't know who it is, burns the black 
male evidence unlocks the cupboard and kills the motorist with a wrench. A lot of shenanigans goes around, a lot of searching, a hooping and a hollering. I'm not going to explain the specifics. It's no fun to hear me relate that information. But long story short, three more people get killed. Yvette, who was there like um, maid with big bazongas. That's how we recognize her. Just giant titties in a maid suit. Um, good for you, girl. Where you get the outfit? <laughs> Did it come in plus size? Uh, a police officer that came over trying to use their phone and a singing telegram girl who all arrived when lights were out. And they're each killed with a rope, a lead pipe, and a revolver, respectively. The butler gathers everyone together, and at the end, he reveals how he knows who the murderer is. Recreating the night's events, the butler explains that the five victims who died were all Mr. Body's informants. He continues to show his explanation, and one of the three possible outcomes ensued. Again, you'd have to watch to figure out which one it would be. It's actually very confusing, though. And if you watch them one after another, you really do feel like you're getting punched in the face. I really wish I would have known that there would be three different endings beforehand, because I remember that last five minutes. I was like, oh, they lost me. But now when I figured out, oh, it's one of three possible endings, it makes sense anyway. So that's the movie. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail because much of it is just like figuring out what's going on. A lot of funny jokes. It's really funny. (laughs) The movie's really funny. So defense. I really like this movie. This is going to be one of my new like, oh, I'm so happy I discovered this. I think this along with like Heather's um, are like those 80s movies that I'm not super familiar with. I think I um, I don't know a lot about 80s film now that I think about it. Um, and I want to watch more of it. I think it's a fun time. But this movie is so much fun. I definitely see why it garnered a cult following because it's a fun time. It really is. Um, I think, uh, you know, if you've played the game, you'll really enjoy the references or whatever. It's cute and whatnot. The game actually matters in in the movie. Whereas with Battleship that we talked about last night, I was like, it didn't even need to be Battleship. It's just people blowing shit up in the military. Like that could have been literally anything. But this movie does, you know, play around with the the game itself and like what we expect from the game and in the game itself at the end you have to explain like how do you know so and so killed so and so and how they did it and blah 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 so the like kind of the rampant running around thing the kind of (laughs) the like marathon of trying to explain yourself is actually a lot of fun within the game and I feel like that uh though confusing the movie can be very confusing so can the game from what I remember um again I was playing it when I didn't have a fully functioning frontal lobe. So maybe some logic games didn't hit me quite as well yet. But um, no, I thought it was so fun. It was really funny. Um, You know, some things again, don't age well, but it was also from the eighties and it's also set in 1954. So I'm not surprised by that. And I don't think it takes me out of the experience at all. But yeah, this is definitely like a new favorite. Um, if you've not seen it, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It certainly makes me want to uh, play Clue now. So if that's any indication, they got me wanting to buy it. So it's a fun time. Um, I can definitely see how it would work really well for like a theme movie night. Wouldn't that be fun? You invite people over, you play Clue, you watch Clue, you get drunk, you start yelling, you count them in the bathroom with a lead pipe. Like I, I could see like a fun time <laughs> associated. Oh my God. But yeah, ruling. I think it's innocent. I like the movie. I just feel like critics wanted a movie to be more serious when it's not supposed to be its clue. Like it's chaos. The the premise is chaos. At least it had more of a storyline than fucking Battleship. 
that bullshit. <laughs> this is like a bunch of fun time, campiness, cute clothes, lice costumes, slapstick, some comedy that some of which aged very well. It's very funny. Um, some not so much, but hey, it is the 80s. But um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say. I think it's a really funny movie. I think it's a really fun movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'd love to, if you have seen it actually, I would love to know your opinion because I, I really enjoyed it. Especially if you were like old enough to remember it being out at the time, I'd love to know like what your opinions are of it. Like, I, I think it sounds like a fun time. I think it holds well to all of the things that make the game fun. It's a bit convoluted, but from what I remember, the game can be as well. Um, and yeah, I think if you're going to do like a movie adaptation of something like a board game, it is a good idea to work with something that has some narrative structure, whereas Battleship was just blowing shit up and it was just a waste of your fucking time. Um, at least this one wasted less money. <laughs> and I really, I actually really liked it. I thought it was funny. It was a lot of like recognizable faces in it. Um, I'm, I'm really bad with names, though. I do recognize a lot of the actors in this movie. Um, and it was it was a fun time. I would watch it again. I actually plan to watch it again. It was a fun time. So yeah, I guess this is going to go under my like basket of 80s movies that I had never watched, but I really like now, along with Heather's. Um, some early 2000s fun things, Josie and the Pussycats. You know, I'm discovering great movies along the way. So I'm happy to bring you guys along the way with me. <laughs> but uh, if you like this video, uh, be sure to like it. Follow us here on More Butter. You can follow me on uh spotify as well we are over there for where you listen to podcasts if you want to listen to podcasts elsewhere we're also there as well more butter in defense of follow us there we're on twitter more butter i'm also personally on twitter and youtube and instagram all of which are kenny jd if you want to see what i'm up to and uh yeah thanks for watching i'd love to hear uh any opinions you have about the movie if you've ever seen it and if you end up seeing it after watching this video i'd love to know your opinion on it there too because that sounds like a fun time and i will see you guys next time peace <laughs>